0: Welcome to Gleep Nickham Show. I'm a certified John Maxwell success coach, a motivational speaker, a writer, and an entrepreneur. In today's Success 2.0 segment, I plan to share a few perspectives and thoughts on how to reinvent ourselves to thrive in the post COVID era. Challenges are a way of life. However, it's all about how we respond to a challenge. And in order to reinvent ourselves, in the post COVID era, we need to embrace a mantra, and I call it refresh and reboot. Noted motivational speaker Jim Braun said, Life is like changing seasons. You can't change the seasons, but you can change yourself. Every winter comes with its own set of challenges. We need to clear the snow from our driveways and need to be careful while walking to avoid skidding on ice. However, every winter season is followed by spring, which represents an opportunity, and we need to plan and act in advance to take advantage of the upcoming spring. We need to plant tulip bulbs way before the winter sets in to enjoy the lovely blooms in early spring. To me, spring is a season of fresh starts and renewal. COVID-19 pandemic has been a long, hard road, having shaken and destabilized many, resulting in people losing jobs and businesses being shut down. However, it did teach us to embrace a changed lifestyle by honing our multitasking skills as we juggled work, online school, ordering groceries online, consulting our physicians through virtual clinics, having musical evenings with friends, And attending virtual birthday parties on Zoom. In fact, COVID 19 did teach us to adapt to a brand new lifestyle and embrace the word resilience to its core. We are in the habit of refreshing our computers in order to update a specific web page and reboot in order to clear the clutter and debug the computer operating system. In our own life, too, we sometimes need to refresh and reboot our thoughts and mind. To come out of the past, clear the negativity from our mind and move forward with renewed energy with a positive hope and expectation for our future. I would now like to touch on three foundational principles to refresh and reboot our lives. I have had the habit of challenging the status quo and took many drastic and bold decisions in my life. During 1993, after living and working in India for over 15 years, and despite working at a senior management position for a large corporation, I decided to leave India and settle in Singapore, a country which we had never been to. One important person in my life who deserves an applause for embracing such a huge change in my life is my wife, Anita. While she wasn't very comfortable at heart leaving India and giving up her comfortable lifestyle, she became a partner in my decision, held my hand, and said we would embrace the change together. As is obvious, every change comes packaged with its own set of challenges. I started from ground zero working as an engineer for a Korean multinational during the first year of landing in Singapore. Having completed my tenure, with a Korean company, I picked up my new assignment as assistant manager with one of the largest engineering companies in Singapore. And that's when the real challenges started. My immediate superior pulled me down and condemned me in every possible situation. Every single day, I felt miserable and humiliated for one and a half year in this position. And I wasn't sure if I would be going to the job the next day. However, what kept me going day after day was my attitude towards this situation and my belief that this is a temporary phase and we would make it big one more time in Singapore. My pillar of strength, my wife, kept reminding me the law of impermanence and kept saying, This too shall pass. Henry Ford once said, Whether you think you can or you can't, either way you are right. So the first foundational principle to refresh and reboot our life is managing our attitude towards the situation and focusing on solutions rather than situations remember tough times never last tough people do during march 2021 i was talking to one of my friends victor and asked him, how was the life treating him? He responded with a heavy heart and saying, I'm very unlucky. I will have no job starting next week. In fact, in the past two years, I've lost my job twice. He continued, my wife, however, is really lucky that during the past five years since we got married, she always had a job. Having said that, Victor paused, hoping to receive my sympathy, for losing his job again. Anyway, I responded to Victor with a response he never expected. I told Victor, “While losing a job is not a happy situation, I wish to share with you a fresh perspective to the whole situation. Instead of focusing on your current job situation, can I ask you to pause and list down at least five things or situations in your life you are happy about. Continuing the discussion, I said, Are you not happy that at least your wife has had a job for the past five years and you had a survival income? Are you happy that both of you are staying healthy while some of the folks in your circle may have been impacted by COVID-19 and their families have had anxious moments? Aren't you happy that your parents are keeping healthy and safe back home? Can you visualize you not having a job currently is a great opportunity to upgrade your current skill set? and get ready for the next lap of your career journey. After hearing me patiently, Victor thanked me for sharing a brand new perspective about his job and promised me to start looking at life a bit differently. Considering an average 80 beats per minute and an average lifespan of 80 years, our heart beats 115,000 times per day and around 3 billion times over a lifetime. Did you ever express gratitude to the universe for blessing you with a healthy heart? The message I'm driving across is, irrespective of challenges faced by us in our life, there are numerous things in our life we could be grateful for. So live with an attitude of gratitude and count your blessings. And that's my foundational principle number two. Me and my wife recently attended a book reading club where we both read for 28 days in a row the book Magic by Ronta Bayan, and we learned the value of the word gratitude in our lives. We have since then created a gratitude journal where every day, first thing in the morning, we spend five minutes to record 10 things we are grateful for. Also, before going to sleep, we hold a magic rock in our hand and express gratitude for the best thing that happened that day. Since then, The word gratitude has become a way of our life. Before I share with you the third foundational principle, I'm delighted to share with you an audio from noted author and speaker Jack Canfield on practicing daily gratitude. So enjoy it.
1: Well, appreciation is one of the highest emotional states you can be in. It's the state of abundance. The law of attraction states that like attracts life, and if you are grateful for what you have already received, you will attract more for which you can be grateful. We are culturally conditioned to focus on what we don't have rather than appreciating what we've already received. Now, it's important that you always take the time to appreciate even the smallest blessings. Now, here are five easy ways to make appreciation part of your daily routine. First, Take seven minutes each morning to write down everything you appreciate in life. Starting your day this way primes you to be receptive and grateful for everything the day will bring. Second, appreciate at least three people every day. Most people enjoy receiving verbal appreciation, but written notes are also nice because they can be saved and they can be reread by the people. Now third, play what we call the appreciation game. As the saying goes, every cloud has a silver lining. Look for the good in all situations. You know, when my wife was in a car accident, she could have chosen to criticize herself or question her judgment. Instead, she focused on her gratitude for suffering only minor injuries and for the help she received from the other drivers who stopped to help her. Now fourth, carry a physical token of gratitude in your pocket, such as a stone, a crystal, or some other small item. And as you reach into your pocket throughout the day and feel that token, Use it as a reminder to stop, and breathe, and take a moment to fully experience the emotional gratitude. And finally, appreciate yourself. We all need acknowledgement, but the most important acknowledgement is that which you give yourself. Now, in addition to celebrating your big successes, acknowledge your small daily successes as well.
0: The third foundational principle I would like to touch upon is detox your mind. Detox, a buzzword, typically implies following a specific diet or using special products that claim to rid your body of toxins, thereby improving health. Likewise, it's critical to detox our mind, which helps clear lack of focus, fatigue, stress, indecision, mistakes and errors, unhappiness, and mental health issues. I would like to share four lifestyle rituals which would help detox your mind as long as you put in the discipline and commit to that. The first ritual which I want to talk about is moment of rejuvenation. My wife Anita completed her master's degree in Hindi language and while in Singapore, she volunteered to teach Hindi to high school students in a Sunday Hindi school. After immigrating to Canada, she once again started teaching Hindi at a local Hindi school, and even during COVID-19 period, she continued teaching using video conference facility. Volunteering to teach Hindi to students offers her personal satisfaction of adding value to the community, while letting her creative juices flow. During COVID-19 period, she also joined virtual classes to learn light classical music from a family in the US and started painting landscapes using acrylic paints. I'm extremely passionate about gardening and during spring season, I invariably spend around two hours each day in my garden. I have planted numerous fruit trees and have a vegetable garden where we grow organic vegetables and have planted a large variety of roses. My plants are like my babies and I love being around them and spending time in my garden. It's extremely therapeutic and meditative. I also love music, painting and success coaching and adding value to people's lives in a positive manner. That's my moment of rejuvenation. Let me ask you a question. What's your creative outlet? What's that you're passionate about and would love to pursue in life even if you are not paid for? List at least three such activities or skills and take the initiative to start learning these one at a time. Engaging in a creative skill is in fact meditative and helps rejuvenate your heart and mind. Learning and mastering any of the creative skills near your heart also helps enhance your self-esteem and self image So pick one of your creative skills right away and start enjoying it. The second lifestyle ritual I would like to speak about is manage your influencers. Noted author and motivational speaker, Jim Brown said, you are the average of five people you spend the most time with. When we started a global e-commerce business in Singapore during 2003 and embraced the mentorship program offered by the company, we started attending quarterly leadership conferences. Apart from learning from top leaders in the industry, the conference also offered us a positive and exciting atmosphere. We got the belief, if the leaders on the stage can do it, we too can do it. And this is the true power of positive association. Seminars, conferences and workshops are excellent opportunities for investing in yourself and also network with like-minded people. Meeting and chatting with people in your professional space also offers you an opportunity to even find a mentor who could help you in accomplishing your career goals in the future. Take a piece of paper and record the names of people you associated with during the past two weeks and classify them as positive, neutral, and toxic. Being around toxic people is like being around smokers. Even if you don't smoke, you're hurting yourself by inhaling smoke. Toxic people have the tendency to see negative in every situation will laugh at your dreams and pull you down. It's extremely vital to isolate yourself and in fact protect your mind and thoughts from toxic people. There's another group of people who believe in you, are your cheerleaders and uplift you in every situation. It's a great idea to be around these people and pick their thought process and attitude. Their success helps build your belief system and their association acts like a firewall to protect your mind from negatives. Another way to associate with positive and successful people is to listen to podcasts, CDs, audiobooks, and videos of successful people. I have my own library of videos classified by the speakers and listen to at least one audio or a video for half an hour every single day. I listen to an e book when I'm jogging or working in my backyard and listen to a podcast or an inspirational CD when I'm driving instead of listening to music or daily news. It's all about being smart about how I spend my time and be intentional about soaking my mind with positives every possible moment. Listening to a CD or podcast or an audio is also a smart way of being mentored by extremely successful people, even if they are thousands of miles away from you. I would now share with you an audio clip from Jim Rohn, where he talks about the power of influence.
2: Never underestimate the power of influence. What an important statement. The influence of those around us is so powerful. Many times we don't even realize we're being strongly influenced because it generally develops over an extended period of time. Peer pressure is an especially powerful form of influence because it is so subtle If you're around people who spend all they make, chances are excellent that you'll spend all you make. If you are around people who go to more ball games than concerts, chances are excellent that you'll do the same. If you're around people who don't read many books, chances are excellent you won't read many books. People around us can keep nudging us off course a little at a time until finally 10 years from now, we find ourselves asking, how did I get here? Those subtle influences need to be studied carefully if we really want our lives to turn out the way we've planned. Now on this major point, let me give you three key questions to ask. This may help you to make a better analysis of your current associations. Here is the first question. Who am I around? Good question. Make a mental study of the major people with whom you most often associate. You've got to evaluate everybody who is within the circle of being able to influence you. So major question, who am I around? Next question, what are they doing to me? That's a major question to ask. What have they got me doing? What have they got me listening to? What have they got me reading? Where have they got me going? What have they got me thinking? How have they got me talking? And how have they got me feeling? What have they got me saying? You've just got to make a serious study of how others are influencing you both negatively and positively. Now, maybe the influence of all those around you is okay, but just ask yourself, it doesn't hurt to ask, who am I around and what are they doing to me? Now, here's the final question. Is that okay? Maybe the people you associate with and their collective influence is okay. But then again, maybe it's not. All I'm suggesting here is that you take a close and objective look. Everything is worth a second look, especially the power of influence. Positive influence can have an incredible effect on your life, but so can negative influence. Both will take you somewhere, but only one will take you in the direction you truly wish to go.
0: The third lifestyle ritual I would like to talk about is make books your best friend. Noted author and motivational speaker Charlie Tremendous Jones said, You'll be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. Charlie's quote had a profound impact on transforming me into who I am today. I completed my engineering degree in 1977 and I thought, I'm done with reading after that. I had the mindset that now onwards, it's all about putting my heart and mind into delivering results at my workplace, and I'll keep growing steadily like my peers. During 2003, while building the global e-commerce business, we were advised to read at least 20 minutes daily a positive mental attitude book before sleeping. That's when I picked the unique habit of reading books before hitting the bed. You would agree, when you see a horror movie before hitting the bed, throughout the night your subconscious mind keeps receiving those horror scenes in that movie. Exactly the same way, when we read positive mental attitude books before sleeping, our subconscious mind continues to process the same positive thoughts and we wake up fresh and energized the very next day. Numerous times, I also felt the books I read were like silent coaches and would reveal to me the real me and offer me an honest realization who i am and where i need to change to grow in my life my father gifted me how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie when i was 18 years in my secondary school since then i have read it multiple times and now i have it as an audiobook in my cell phone and i listen to it again when i go for a jog even today when I am 60-plus. It always refreshes those vital principles of life while dealing with people. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David Shavas were written more than 100 years back. And even today, they are incredible resources for anyone who wants to excel in life and career. The books offer us a wisdom of ages baby steps of adding book reading ritual into your life will go a long way in enhancing your knowledge base reading just five pages every day would help you finish a 150 page book on a specific subject or skill set in a month this discipline would help you master at least two skills every year by reading six books on one subject over a period of six months but that would require discipline and commitment on your part fourth lifestyle ritual i would like to talk about is practice mindfulness we have been alien to the word mindfulness till a few years back when my eldest son attended a 10-day vipassana meditation program based on his experience his wife also decided to attend the program and came back with a brand new experience, which included calming one's mind and being more patient about new situations emerging in life. Vipassana is a traditional Buddhist and Indian meditation technique for enhancing mindfulness and involves observing our thoughts and emotions as they are without judging or dwelling on them. Other mindfulness techniques include pranayama, reiki, yoga, etc which we too have been practicing for past few years and we see these techniques adding incredible value to our mind and body. You would all agree it's a busy word for a 21st century couple, juggling between work, family and personal priorities, trying to do justice to multiple priorities, finally ending up compromising on ourselves. In the rush to accomplish all our priorities, we end up losing our connection with the present moment. Mindfulness is a practice of focusing your attention on the present moment and accepting it without judgment. So go for it. In part two of my talk on reinventing yourself, I plan to talk on critical life assets that would reward you for life. In my next podcast, I plan to share the wisdom of another reputable success icon from Metro Vancouver, which I am sure would inspire you to the core. Till then, stay tuned, stay inspired.